Ready to boost sales and grow your business without the BS? Welcome to the Business Growth Show. I'm Sam Dunning, a digital marketing, sales, and business growth evangelist. Tune in and subscribe today as I'll be interviewing business leaders, experts, and entrepreneurs from around the globe. We'll be sharing actionable tips across marketing, sales, and growth without the BS to help you skyrocket your business. And welcome back to a fresh episode of the Business Growth Show. I'm delighted to be joined by Mark Grindy today. Mark is the founder and CEO at the UK BSS Group, a leading UK web hosting company. Mark, a very warm welcome, sir. How are you doing? Hi, all right. Not bad, yourself? Yeah, good, man. Looking forward to chatting today. So um, we're going to be jumping in and talking all about how everyone, all business owners, all salespeople can get the most out of their website. And yeah. um I think it's going to be a juicy episode. We're going to cover a lot of ground in terms of what you need to think about, not only with web, your website from a technical perspective um, and how you can provide the best experience to your visitors to, to get those all important leads, conversions and sales, um, but also from a hosting perspective, which I'm, I'm sure you'll agree is, is something that's often neglected when, um, when businesses launch websites, right? Yeah, definitely. But I think that's a lot of it is because they're concentrating on the business and hosting is quite techy, so they don't always know what they're looking for. I know when I first started, I didn't have a clue about half of it. So that's it, man. That's it. So we get get provide as many tips as we can in terms of how you can choose the right hosting company and what you need to yeah. think about depending on what you you want to get out of your site. Um, and then we'll go on to discuss a bit about how you've grown your business and and a few tips you can provide on on how everyone can market their website. As as we all know, that's probably the most important factor. It's all good having an all singing, yeah. all dancing website, but if no one can find it. It's um it's not too much good. So first and foremost, when um when we're launching a new site, Mark, or if we've we're looking to redesign our website, what are some key things that are perhaps forgotten about that you've dealt with over the years that everyone needs to keep in the front of their minds? I think obviously again it's probably the main bit is hosting, to be fair. It's the one thing that everyone overlooks. So because a lot of people end up wasting a lot of money on hosting they don't need or they don't spend enough. Um and one of the things is if you you could have the best coded website in the world but if you've not got the hosting that will balance out with it and do it justice it's not going to get anywhere and but i think again one of the key points is a lot of people starting up tend to try and cheap out a little bit and and use website builders or things like that and for some businesses that's fine um but it can hit you quite hard in the long run um I know for a fact that we have a lot of clients that come asking us what they can do to improve ranking, things like that. And the websites sure. aren't that bad um, for the most part. And they might look really good. Yeah. But um, they're just built like rubbish. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So, I mean, perhaps we can we can dive into the, the hosting section in a bit bit more detail um, in a sec. Yeah. But before we get to that, I mean, I know before we hit record, Mark, there's a few things you mentioned about making sure your site speeds up to scratch and a few other things that you mentioned that you've dealt with yeah. for, for clients that perhaps have forgotten. So when we're building a website, quite often we, we quite often we've got a deadline. So maybe we want to get it designed and built fast so we can start driving people to it. Perhaps yeah. our prospects or our existing clients are saying, look, I really need to see your site so I can get confidence in what you do. Um, so what are some of the things that people perhaps forget about when it comes to their own site that you've you've seen of, of getting better results? Yeah, so I think one of the, the main issues is that 
like you said, they're trying to rush it out. Um, and if you rush it out, you, again, you're going to run into problems further down the line. But um, especially when it comes to things like speed. So, you, and they don't plan. So you need to decide whether a HTML website's better for you or WordPress. Okay. Things like that. So um, now, obviously, web, uh, WordPress is quite popular. Um, and there's lots of hosting out there for it. Um, so everyone sort of defaults. We get asked all the time about WordPress. and um, But sometimes it's not relevant. If you just got sort of a static site, it's just for people to find you and get information. Yeah. WordPress isn't always the best way. Um, it brings security issues with it. Um, it can slow sites quite a bit, depending on what plugins you've got. Um, so, yeah, it, it can cause a lot of issues. So a lot of it is that they just don't prep enough. Um, and and the sort of the clunkier it is, so like WordPress can be brilliant or it can be a nightmare. It can be quite clunky and that can really slow your website down. Um, yeah. And I know for a fact that we had that issue on our site at one point, which you guys then redid for us. And um, it's been a lot better since. And then we did a few more optimizations and had someone else come in. Yeah, I mean, on that point, Mark, it's interesting. I mean, it's it's always a tricky one to to know which platform to to build your website. So, have you got any tips on that front in terms of when it comes to perhaps you've done all the designs for your website, you're really happy with the look and feel, the user interface, but then when it comes to choosing the technology, like you said, you've got different options. Whether it is WordPress um, CMS, so WordPress as your admin dashboard to manage your content and look after your site on a day-to-day. Should should every site be built on WordPress, in your opinion, or should sometimes people consider other technologies? <sighs> Obviously, WordPress is one of the bigger ones out there. Or would you say, look, do, do a bit of research first and understand you know, who's going to be using your site and what you need to get out of it? Yeah, I think, Word again, like I'm not going to slate WordPress because we use it um, for quite a lot of our stuff. Um, but if you don't need it, I wouldn't use it. Um, because like I say, it's, it just brings too many other issues that you end up having to keep on top of. Um, and a smaller business owner doesn't want to have to deal with all of that. Um, I mean, WordPress, if you're going to have an e-commerce site, WordPress with a website builder like Elementor or something like that is probably ideal for you to get started. Um, but then there's loads of other options. So there's things like OpenCart that you can use, um, which are pretty good and not as heavy. Okay. Um, so they don't use as many resources. So if you have an e-commerce site and you're not needing to blog um, or put content out all the time, then I would probably suggest going with something like OpenCart um, or maybe WordPress with with WooCommerce. Um, but again, it's you're just adding more stuff on top so it can get a bit slower unless you've got the right hosting. Um, yeah, that's it, isn't it? I mean, with, with websites, the trouble is if you start loading up loads of plugins, it starts to slow down everything. The website gets yeah. pretty clunky, takes seconds and seconds to load, which obviously puts people off because no one wants a slow-loading website and they're just going to jump straight to your competitor if they can't yeah. find the thing they want straight away. And I, and I think that's the thing. So like they say that you'll you lose more visitors. So if, you're, if you start taking longer to load than three seconds, then you're going to start losing conversion straight away. Um, sure. and, and site speed is quite high up there on Google's algorithm now. It's one of the yep. crucial bits. Um, and you can test that on Google developer tools or 
um, geometrics, um, we use a combination of the both to find out where our site's slower using the waterfall to see where it sort of cascades and where things are holding it up. Hmm. Um, and usually we find that HTML sites perform better in general um, than WordPress. So if you don't need to be blogging and you don't need to be adding loads of content regularly, then I would probably say go with HTML. Um, less security issues, quicker, neater. It's easier to optimize as well if you've got a good developer. Um, yeah, it's just much easier, to be fair. Yeah, it makes sense. And to just to dive into that in a bit more detail, so, so HTML essentially means that your website doesn't have a back end. It doesn't have an admin side or it doesn't have what's called a CMS or a content management system. Yeah. So essentially it's a lot more lightweight because it's literally only got a front end to it, which could be suitable if, if like Mark said, if it's, it's a more straightforward site, it just needs to be super fast and it doesn't need that aspect of the content management. So yeah, that makes sense, man. Are there any other tips, Mark? So if, if we're looking to keep our website nice and quick, nice and fast, so everyone can get the information they need straight away, which is more likely going to give yeah. us that all important conversion or lead or sell. Are there any things we should think about um, or avoid to, to ensure that our, our websites are lightning fast? Um, I think obviously one of the problems that people have is that if they're built, especially if they're building it themselves, they'll want it everything sort of all the bells and whistles. They want it looking mm. really nice. And some, and it might be a really nice looking site, but sometimes that can distract someone from finding what they're wanting to go for. Um, so, I mean, for an example, I don't know whether I should use them, but like very, if you go to very, I find their site quite distracting because they've got so much stuff sure. um, where on their homepage, it's not the nicest layout. It's a bit, there's a bit too much there. Whereas if you go to Argos, for example, I think they've got a pretty good setup. It's, there's enough content there and it looks good, but it's, slim enough that you can get yeah. to what you want a lot quicker and um, so i think that's something to look at on an e-commerce point of view definitely but it can be used across all sites you want enough white space and you want you don't want to fill it with images because they'll slow it down as well so good point yeah so it sounds like getting a balance really making sure you're giving your visitors the key things that they actually need Whereas not overwhelming them with all this stuff that's one mm. probably going to clutter the website and distract people away from your main goal, which if you're in B2B, business to business, it's probably to generate an inquiry or a call or a lead. Or if you're, like you say, an e-commerce, yeah. you want to get people viewing the products and, and purchasing, adding to their cart and getting those orders in. Whereas if you've got all these distractions, not only does it clutter and confuse people, it also could slow the website down because you've got too many images, too many things to load, which is going to slow down your website. Okay. Yeah, yeah that makes I, sense. So I, I think on, the only other on, thing on. I'd, sorry, I was going to say, the only other thing I'd probably suggest as well that we've known and we've looked at recently that works quite well is that if, even if you have got a, if it's a small e-commerce site, one of the things that we've sort of seen helps is maybe still have the HTML front end for your shop if you're not adding stuff regularly, but then maybe have your clunkier back end on a different domain or a subdomain. Um, because then clients can browse through really quick. And then the checkout bit, they always expect to be a little bit slower anyway. So that can help sort of improve your conversion as well. All right. Um, so just to dive into that in a bit more depth. So essentially having two parts of the website. So one, one which is 
perhaps acts as the front end of the website and then yeah. the e-commerce element did you say for example if we if we said it was a web choice shop like webchoiceshop.com yeah. and then forward slash um store and then that yeah. would be separate site is that what you mean yeah so you'd have um so you could have it at like store.webchoiceshop.com or whatever um for your shop side and then obviously you just have your normal domain um for the main site in html because then you've got the it's a lot quicker and clients can browse it quicker and then your heavier slower end is technically on a separate system or separate file separate yep. folder um so the clients get that speed to start with which will help with the conversion um and then it'll load a little bit slower for the store but uh, for the checkout bit but that's fine because they expect that to be a little bit slower so that, we found that that works quite well and i think our website that you did for our main site is it's a pretty similar principle right. to that um although we use wordpress for the front end because we're quite we've got quite a lot of content and stuff that we have to add on and update every day so gotcha business growth show is sponsored by vidyard tommy was tired of cold calling and emailing his prospects and getting little to no response he signed up for a free vidyard account allowing him to send personalized video emails and messages to his leads and contacts and saw results almost immediately. People loved the personalized approach and the fact he took the time to send a custom video explaining his offer and his solution. And as a result, he stood out from his competitors, filled his calendar with quality appointments and smashed his sales targets. Sign up for your free Vidyard account today at vidyard.com forward slash BGS. That's vidyard.com forward slash BGS. The show is also sponsored by Web Choice. Are you tired of hunting for clients? You could be missing out on regular inbound opportunities all because your website isn't on the first page of Google. Perhaps you're already spending money on marketing, but your website is failing to convert your hard-earned visitors into a consistent flow of leads and sales. Want to learn more about Web Choice's unusual approach that brings idle clients straight to you? Book a free digital marketing assessment today at webchoiceuk.com. That's webchoiceuk.com. Okay, so moving forward, let's say we've, we've got these things in place. We've got a website that loads nice and quick. It provides a great experience for our visitors because there's no clutter. It's all clean. It's easy to do what they, they want to do, whether they want to take action, whether they want to learn more, or whether they want to request a quote or a demo or for e-commerce. It, it provides a nice experience. Perhaps we've got the e-commerce element on a subdomain. So everything's working fast and it's easy for them to get where they want and make those purchases. Um, once we've got a, a website that we're happy with that's going to work well, how do we go about considering hosting and what are some things that we should bear in mind depending on the type of website we've got, whether it's like a simple brochure information site or whether it's something a bit more heavy, like you said, like an e-commerce site or yeah. something that links to databases? Um, I think obviously one of the things that you want to look at and one of the things that I know when I was first starting, one of the things I looked at for hosting for my first business I started in the first site, the first thing I looked at was their stats um, and their time monitors. Um, for starters, have they got something where you can go and check if the servers are up and downtime? Um, because you don't want to be having downtime. That's if your site's going down every other week. Um, and I had a host when I first started that was down every few days. It was horrific. Um, it's just a nightmare. It, you just you, you're going to lose customers and 
it's, it's sort of the old adage of bad news travels quicker than good news. Um, so true. I mean, there's nothing so, more painful, is there? When your when your website goes down and you can't reach someone to to chat about it to to get it back up and running as, as soon as possible, especially if you're spending money on marketing it. So you're yeah. perhaps running ads, perhaps you're doing SEO, perhaps you're doing social media, email work, all these different channels. You're pumping, directing people to your site, and if it's not live, you're losing hundreds, thousands, depending on how much yeah. you're spending. Yeah, and I think um, one of the other things to look at is the support. Um, the support's crucial because if you, even if they're a really good host, you have an issue. Some hosts will only support actual hosting issues, um, whereas other hosts will help you with your site a little bit. I mean, they won't do what a developer would do for you, but they'll try and help you if there's a problem with your site rather than your hosting. Um, so you want to look for that. And then, yeah, it, you just need to look for uptime support, how quick they, they deal with support. Um, I think one of the other things that you want to look at is how easy it is to move away from that host as well. Um, because that's one thing that we have a major issue with, with clients. Um, is the previous host going to make okay. it a little bit awkward to migrate your site somewhere else if it's not working? Mm. Um, I'd definitely say that's something to look at. Um, you've got, for example, SiteGround. SiteGround are an amazing company. The support's brilliant, as much as I hate to say that because they're com- sort of a competition. <laughs> but um, but they are. SiteGround are really good. They've had a, a great reputation for years. But recently, they've changed their systems so it only really works for them. So you can migrate into them really easily, but you can't get away from them easily. It's really hard um, to get it back to normal hosting or what we class as normal hosting. Um, and then again, like Wordify, wordify.com, again, brilliant. Their support's so quick and amazing. And they specialize just on WordPress sites. And you can migrate into them so quick. I mean, we for one of our projects recently, we've got about a hundred sites over with them just to, for redundancy to keep it off our infrastructure. And um, they got the hundred sites over so quick, it's ridiculous. Um, but then we found trying to get some of those sites back to us is a lot harder. It's not as it. straightforward. Yeah, so. no, good good points well raised. I mean, understanding their customer support. So like you say, if you've got issues, you can soon get hold of someone, whether it's live chat or email or over the phone is, is really important. And then understanding the up times, so making sure you've, I mean, I guess 99.9% is, is what you want, right? In terms of up yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, that's this 99.99% is a bit of an iffy subject um, for house. Um, I don't really know what I should say about that without dobbing some companies in under the bus, sort of under the bus there. But it, it depends, 99.99% you'd have to go through their terms and see what they class as 99.99 or quiz the sales staff when you're going to go to them um because they all vary what they mean on that um some will include normal maintenance in that some won't so you've got to be careful there ideally you want to be looking for the 100 percent uptime guarantee really um, I mean, we offer a we say on our site ninety nine point nine nine for a legal reason because you can't guarantee a hundred. So that's what most of us do. Gotcha. Um, and also, we'll probably give you some money back if you if you drop below that for that month. <laughs> but 
But um, yeah, you've got to be careful. But really, you should be looking for 100% overall when you look at the stats um, and uptime because it's all it should all be cloud anyway now. You should have there should be redundancies even using cpanel there should be redundancies there so you shouldn't have any downtime really anyway nowadays okay well let's i'll give you a quick scenario mark let's say i'm a, a business owner i've just um built my my site i provide a b2b service let's say I, I offer software as a service so perhaps i use this example all the time but i'm a crm provider yeah. i'm a competitor to hubspot so I'm helping sales reps, small to medium-sized organizations organize their sales pipeline, keep their leads in order, offer all these trigger events when people open emails and, and all that good stuff so they can they can essentially maximize their sales through this software-as-a-service platform. Yeah. Um, just, just sorted out a brand-new shiny website, which is mainly information. Um, it's got plenty of call-to-actions. It's all geared around driving leads so our sales team can follow up with them and... Um, yeah, essentially demo our, our CRM. So it's nothing too advanced in terms of the website, mainly information-based, mainly to drive ads to it and, and generate leads. So fairly straightforward, I guess. So what, what kind of things should we be looking out to, apart from good customer service, um, easy get-out clause if we're not happy with the company? What other things should we consider when looking at the hosting side of things that we've not yet touched on? Um, yes, yeah, so I think, again, sort of going back to what I was just saying, the cloud infrastructure is... A must now um there's so many hosting providers out there and um, i mean it's unbelievable how many hosts there are um th- uh, there is there's hundreds of thousands if not more um that are doing it so one of the things i'd look out for is is the company big because if they're not big the chances are they're reselling someone else's services so they could be reselling i don't know say i don't know host uk as an example not the actual sure. host uk company just as a fake company but say host uk was a website and they were saying oh we've got this host and this host and well if they're a reseller and they're reselling GoDaddy stuff then if they don't know if they're, they're probably not going to have the knowledge that a bigger hosting company would okay so you're already going to struggle there supports their support could be really good but if and they could be really helpful but if they've not got the knowledge they've then got to go back to that bigger host for godaddy for example and get their support to pass it on to them to then help them so that can slow things down so you want to be careful that they're not a, a reseller to some degree um it it can just make things a lot more complicated um that's a definite thing and yeah just keep an eye out for speed support things like that see if they they can give you benchmarks or sites that are examples of speed things like that just so that they can show what they're actually doing rather than just saying it yeah i think just so you've got peace of mind okay that makes sense all right moving the conversation forward mark i know you've grown a successful hosting company like you say so you've built it up pretty much from scratch to to many many clients now um turning over a decent amount of revenue each and every year so perhaps you could shed a bit of light on how you've been able to build that up yourself, Mark, some of the marketing strategies that you put in place and perhaps yeah. any tips you could share for, for our audience that are looking at to build up their own business. Yeah, so I think I think when starting any business, a lot of it is hard work and a lot of luck, um, to be fair. My first company that the hosting companies come from wasn't a hosting company to start with. It was a, a software company that we did software for care homes and the nhs um so that helped 
Um, and then obviously we needed service and stuff, so we went into hosting and that was just a better option for us. Um, I think as far as marketing goes, again, it's a, a lot of hours. Um, most business owners, I'm sure, would agree you're probably already working a 40-hour job to get it started and then you're doing another 40 hours on your own, if not more, for your own job now. And so a lot of it is putting time in. It's trying to get out there, getting on sort of forums. Um, so trying to get your name out there. Friends, family, I know everyone says that, but friends and family can help. Um, like, I don't know, if your uncle's a builder or something, see if you can build him a website in our case, things like that, and get it going that way. Um, and then I suppose the normal stuff, it's making sure you read, if you're doing it yourself and you haven't got the budget, make sure that you're reading up on SEO, keeping up to date with what Google want, cover the bits that we've already covered with the website side, but, um, and then Google, Google ads, um, not so good anymore. They were a bit easier to use. I think when I was starting, I, I think yeah. I've located it a bit now. So you don't get as good of results all the time, but they can do okay if you've got someone that knows what they're doing. Um, and yeah, blog posts, marketing, just content, getting content out there, but it's got to be good content. Um, there's no point putting content up for the sake of doing it. It has to be valuable to the person that's reading it. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. Fair enough, man. So, yeah, essentially to recap, start with your local network, it sounds like, especially if you just started to start off with whether it's your family, whether it's your contacts, your friends, bring those on board to, yeah. to start start saying to those guys. Yeah, and build from try there. and squeeze them for money. <laughs> and then what would you say are some of the digital channels that you've perhaps had the most success with? Um, paid ads or is it something else? I think for, for us, for our industry, mostly paid ads tend to help. Um Obviously, on-site SEO work has helped a bit, which, again, you guys helped with and did some um, when we redid our site. That's definitely helped because we're flying up the sort of the rankings now. We're getting a lot higher now um, and what I call getting in with the big boys. But, um, yeah, I think um, it's just a, a mixture of everything, paid, um, paid ads, and like I say, on on site SEO, um, yeah. maybe back, try and get backlinks, good quality backlinks. Um, that's again, Google are quite strict on backlinks now, but it's something that can really help. Um, as long as you don't spam it, you need to make sure that you can get good link backs. Got it. So it sounds like utilizing all the channels that you can really. So understanding where your customers are hanging out. So in your case, you're a hosting company, so it makes sense. Probably people are probably searching online for, for this kind of service. Yeah. So looking at paid ads for for fast results, looking at the SEO, the search engine optimization to get ranked on Google organically for the long term, and then looking at any any quick wins in between. Um, cool, man. And yeah, I mean, on on that note, just just to wrap things up, are there any other f- further final notes that you can help to to provide people with when they are looking to to get their website out there? And when they are looking to, to sort out the hosting, just to, to wrap things up? I think, obviously, we've covered quite a bit on it already, to be fair, without going in too much depth, because you could be here for hours <laughs> going into depth on the techie bits of it. But I think the most important bit is planning. Um, 
I think that's you need to plan it and stage it and it's the same with your marketing even once your site's done you need to have a good plan um banks and things like that want a business plan for a reason um it's easier to grow a company with a plan um you need the plan for your site get that done and have it all structured because if you don't you're just going to get lost and you're not really going to know where to be or where to start from because i know i've been there you, you sort of sit there twiddling your thumbs because you're not really sure what you should be doing when. Um, so I think that would be my my main thing is just make sure you plan everything and have have it all have a good timeline. Don't don't rush it because it it will come back and bite you later. I think is my my advice for that. Nice one, Mark. Look, really appreciate you coming on, dude. Thanks very much for sharing your wisdom yeah. on all things web and hosting um if anyone wants to connect with your good self please let us know the best way for us to learn from you um how we can get in touch with you um to be fair i don't really use social media that much um believe it or not but um so i think it's probably go to our website um to ukbss.com and pop a ticket in or use the contact page or a phone number and ask for me um because i'm very much a hands-on director i still work day to day doing support and stuff um, and helping clients anyway. And that is pretty much what my day consists of now is talking with clients to try and help them out and figure out what's best for them and to save them money in the long run, really. Nice one, Mark. If you could pick just one digital marketing channel to grow a business from, what would be your channel of choice, sir? Uh, I would probably, just because it works for us, go with pay-per-click yeah i think get those fast results for us yeah quick get that traffic coming in while you work on the slower stuff makes sense man look mark really appreciate you coming on thanks once again sir and uh, we'll catch up soon yeah catch up soon cool man and if you enjoyed the show be sure to hit subscribe on your podcast channel of choice be it apple podcast spotify youtube wherever the heck you get your podcast search for business growth show and we interview two business leaders each and every week to provide you actionable tips to grow yourselves grow your business and make best use of marketing and thanks very much for tuning in